Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Believe in Vanderbilt Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here in the Music City, I'm Matt Perkins. On today's show, we've got grad transfer wide receiver Mac Hereford, who comes to Vanderbilt after spending the last four years at Alabama. We're going to talk about his time as part of the Crimson Tide and what he expects in his first year at Vanderbilt. So, before we get started, we can't forget to... All right, let's get started with the show. Mac, thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So you're a grad transfer here uh, at at Vanderbilt, which is going to be a little bit different than your experience the last four years because you were at Alabama uh, since 2016. But I actually want to go back to high school for a minute. So you went to Woodbury Forest in Virginia. But how did you so how did you end up at Alabama? So uh, originally I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. And, you know, growing up, my mom's side of the family is just huge Bama fans. Um, and, and that's what I grew up being when I was younger. I, I went to Alabama games. I went to all of Nick Saban's camps. Um, and, and I just absolutely loved Alabama. So it was always something that I dreamed of doing. And then when I went off to Woodbury, um, you know, I ultimately went off there for better opportunities, whether it be in sports um, and academics uh, and just meeting, you know, more people ended up loving it there. And, you know, at an Alabama camp, uh, during a summer, I kind of got like seen during some, uh, seven on sevens and they came up to me and offered me what's called a preferred walk on, which is where, you know, so that they say, okay, like we would love for you to be on the roster. Um, and you don't have to try out or anything like that. And you get treated, you know, just as everyone else does. And then I actually had a couple of visits, uh, where I went down and got a chance to meet Saban, uh, coach Saban and just kind of see the atmosphere and, ended up being the, the place that I wanted to go. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. PWOs obviously are uh, actually the lifeblood of a lot of programs because you guys are the ones who are not just like filling up pack practice squads, but oftentimes being, you know, key members of special teams units and things like that. So um, obviously, though, as a wide receiver at Alabama, you shared a meeting room with the likes of, you know, some of the top wide receivers now in the NFL and still in college football. Jerry Judy, Devonna Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell, Calvin Ridley, Robert Foster. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So you've got some <laughs> seen some guys that have some truly, truly elite skills. If you could have one trait from one of those guys, like Jerry Judy's route running, Henry Ruggs' speed, what would you want? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, I would say probably Jerry Judy's ability to just make plays. So, like, he obviously can run really great routes. Uh, He can do crazy things. Henry Ruggs is fast. You know, Waddle is quick. Um, all of these guys are, are superstars, but something that I always loved about Jerry and just like watching him play and, you know, being his teammate is this ability to make these kind of things happen that no one else can do. Um, and, and it, like it required speed or required, you know, all these different kind of skills, but it'd be like doing like a twist and turn that you hadn't seen before. Uh, I always compare kind of like in the way that Michael Jordan created a lot of moves for basketball Jerry Judy kind of just invents moves on the go for football. And just that playmaking ability is 
probably the, the thing I would want to take the most from any of those guys. Yeah, that combination of balance and speed and just like uh, football IQ. Like yeah. all those things seem to like come together to make, you know, uh, some of those guys really, really special. And also while you were there, though, you had you went through a lot of coaches. You went through a lot oh, of coaches. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, did you overlap with Lane Kiffin? I did. Oh, man. I, you know, Lane Kiffin is one of the people in college football who fascinates me the most. But, I mean, you had, as offensive coordinators, the Kiff, Brian Dable, Mike Loxley, Steve Sarkeesian. You had Loxley as your position coach, I think, for a little while. You had Josh Gaddis, who's now Michigan's offensive coordinator, I believe. Um, What advice, whether football-related or not, did, is, like, the thing that sticks with you the most from, from one of those guys? Yeah. So gosh, that's a, a, a tough one too. Um, you know, like you said, there's so much talent, uh, in all those coaches, just so much like knowledge, uh, which is pretty unbelievable to get to learn from all of them. Uh, I would just say the the thing that I kind of gathered from all of them is like a, if I had to make one collective message, you know, of it was something that I really cherished and, you know, always believe in is the fact that there's other guys who are just as athletic if not more athletic than you out there, um, just as talented as you out there. And it's the little things, the details, you know, perfecting your craft um, in any way possible, getting a certain amount of catches in uh, a day, the, the little things that really separate the best apart um, because it, it's crazy. Like there's guys who are just unreal out there, but you know, at Alabama, I got to see what separated like a Jerry Judy from the rest of the guys. He's, he's putting in work. He's got that talent, but he's also in the off time catching just hundreds and hundreds of balls. You know what I mean? And so that was the thing, I guess, is, is was a pretty major key from all those coaches is the fact that there's always these people out there, other people out there that are just as good as you, if not better. Um, and so you need to put in as much time as possible and, and detail on your craft. Yeah, that the idea that there's always someone working harder. There's always someone working to get where you are right now, I would imagine. But I imagine for you, though, in terms of your you know your skills as a receiver, going up against Minka Fitzpatrick, Marlon Humphrey, Trayvon Diggs, uh, made you a hell of a lot better player, too. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, those guys, I, I loved, you know, going up against every single one of them. But it, it, it did. It really did. You know, people say you know, if you want to be the best at something, you have to compete with the best. You have to practice with the best. Uh, and in a sense, I got to do that. I feel like, you know, I was constantly up against these guys because I, I got to run a lot of scout team. Um, and it was really cool going up against a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick because there was days where, you know, I would stump him on some kind of move, uh, like Clemson week uh, one year. And, you know, he would get me to stay after practice with him um, and work on that and and, and just like, being able to not only one learn from someone um, with his ability and, you know, his football IQ, uh, but also just work with them and and get better and try to find new ways to beat these guys who are so talented really helped me perfect like my game and the way I play. So were you on, uh, were you on the field for the the national title game against Georgia, the, the, the two, a comeback game? I was, yes. So what was that experience like? Because I was I was watching that with one of my best friends who lives and breathes Georgia football, and I don't think I've ever seen a person more devastated in my life. What was it like to be on the sidelines for that? It, it was a unreal experience. I, can, I remember uh, when we had the field goal to win the game before overtime. I'm sitting on, a, you know, everyone on the sidelines is kind of getting ready to run out. We're, we're sitting there. I got my helmet on the ground. And I'm kind of in this like run position, like this run stance, ready to storm the field. Um, and, you know, our kicker misses the field goal. 
uh, I mean, it's, I can't imagine the pressure he went through and, you know, it was like, holy cow, like this thing is not over. And all of us thought we had it and, you know, we had to go back out there. And then when we, you know, I thought there like the chance was getting slim and Tua gets back there in the pocket gets sacked and everyone like the life was kind of ripped out of a lot of guys. And then it's like, you know, next thing, you know, Devonte Smith catches that ball in the end zone. And it was one of the best feelings ever to just the excitement all around. Everyone just went nuts. It was like, there was, there was so much energy and it was just so uncontrolled uh, that we were all running around the field. It was a pretty amazing feeling. That's gotta be, uh, you know, especially notable for you having grown up as an Alabama fan, being part of a national title team. For sure. Um, it, it's something I will cherish for the rest of my life. You know, they, they put our names for the national, uh, the teams who've won national championships, they engrave your name on the Walker champions. Um, and that's just something that I'll be able to show my kids someday um, and, and other people and just having the, the rings and the, you know, the memories is, is huge and was really, really special. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. So obviously now, though, you graduated from Alabama. Congratulations, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so you are a grad transfer coming into Vanderbilt. So first of all, what, what program are you going to be in uh, here at, at Vanderbilt? I'll be in the Masters of Marketing program. Oh, excellent. Um, and um, so obviously to get here, did you have to go through the transfer portal? I did. So so as an outsider, the transfer portal absolutely fascinates me because there's ever since it's, you know, you know, become a thing in the last five years, there's so much like rumor and innuendo that goes in and around the transfer portal. It all seems like hush hush. What actually goes into that from your end? So it's it's pretty simple. I mean, I'm still, you know, part of it's a little confusing, even, you know, me, a guy who'd been in it. Uh, And then with COVID, too, it just was a little bit more complex. But so the way it works is, you know. I graduated at Alabama. I, I really loved and enjoyed my time there. And obviously I, I knew I wanted to continue to play ball and, you know, get an education, uh, like a grad school education somewhere else um, where I could take the things, you know, I kind of learned at Alabama to somewhere else. Um, and you have to go talk to your head coach um, and, and ask for his approval to enter the transfer portal um, as well as talk to like, you know, your people in compliance um, and then it's just kind of courtesy to, to let your coaches, your other coaches know um, as well that, you know, this is what's happening. You're going in the transfer portal. Um, and when they, they like sign a form and then you sign it. And then the next day, you know, I'm in the transfer portal. Um, was that like getting recruited all over again? Or was it a little yeah, more you recruiting other schools? It was very similar to recruiting all over again. Um schools were kind of reaching out to me. Vanderbilt was actually one of the first schools that reached out to me, um, you know, when I entered the portal, but it was, it was very similar to just recruiting all over again. And like you kind of are on the market uh, and, and schools kind of can figure that out. I guess they have a a way to look at who's in the portal um, and and see, okay, I need a a wide receiver. So they look at, you know, different things I have and I have my personal film um, that I made uh, and if coaches ask for that, I send it to them. And then, yeah, you kind of go from there. Um, talk about, you know, visits and stuff like that. But with COVID, obviously, that was a little bit harder to do. I actually visited Vanderbilt before all the, everything happened, um, which was really nice. But, yeah, that's kind of how the process goes. So how did, um, you know, I think Vanderbilt probably had a bit of a leg up in terms of going into the schools just because I think your parents went there, right? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. So, um, so they probably had, you know, maybe a little bit of an advantage over some <laughs> of the other schools. But what made Vanderbilt, you know, your, your choice in the end? Because I'm sure you had no shortage of options where, you know, I'm sure. And it's going to be weighing things like, you know, playing time versus the actual grad programs and things like that. So what were you really trying to sort of compare Vanderbilt versus the other schools you were looking at? Absolutely. So Vanderbilt, I mean, when, you know, I talked to them and, and everything and when that opportunity arose, it's just like something that I, I really couldn't turn down. Uh, you know, I, I talked to Coach Mason. I talked to Coach Moorhead, the former wide receiver coach, uh, Coach Ball, um, you know, and Brandon Jones, or Coach Jones, you know, the wide receiver GA. Unbelievable guys. Like just, you know, relationship type people that I really wanted to be around. So on the football side, it, it was pretty clear, you know, if I come here, you know, it was obvious they're going to give me a chance to play, um, make an impact uh, with this team. But also just kind of the people they are just made me feel really good about the whole situation. Um, and then in, in the school side of things, you know, there's not uh, education like Vanderbilt um, really in the South many places. I mean, it is like an Ivy League. Uh, and so to be able to get into their master's program uh, and be a part of that, as well as just the whole Vanderbilt community was something that once it all kind of came to, no other school could really compare to that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you're still, you know, pretty close to home. Birmingham is less than two hours away from Nashville. So it's not like you're really going all that far either, which I'm sure, you know, wouldn't probably been a big deal, but still, it's also always nice to go back home. Yes, for sure. And Nashville is just an unbelievable city too. I mean, the list goes on for reasons that, uh, you know, I, I wanted to play at Vanderbilt. So you mentioned during the grad transfer process that it was a little different because of COVID. So obviously, you know, you guys are starting to ramp up a little bit more now that players are allowed back on campus. But what have you been doing to stay in shape during the last three, three and a half months? Yeah, it, it was really tough. Um, you know, I started off originally kind of making my own little home gym, uh, you know, and, and just doing whatever I could with what I had. Uh, have you been down in Birmingham or have you been back up? Have you been in Nashville? Uh, I just got to Nashville recently, but I'd been in Birmingham uh, doing all my training and would find, you know, I've been thrown with a quarterback named Devlin Hodges. Uh, who I, plays know Devlin, I know Devlin Hodges. He used to play for the yeah. Steelers. Uh, great, great guy. Unbelievable quarterback. Um, and we threw, you know, three or four times a week, every week really during quarantine. Uh, that we were both in town and just us two because we want you know obviously we wanted to stay safe um, and then so along with route running and kind of lifting here and there when I could uh, I would do some running occasionally um, and, and just try to stay in shape you know the best I could it, it was tough just motivation wise and you know not really knowing what what's going to happen um, but those are most of the things I did during that time to keep like you know on my game. And have you been in, in contact with, you know, the rest of your wide receiver group and your coaches throughout the time to getting you, you know, with a new playbook? Obviously, you guys have a new coordinator in Todd Fitch this year. So everyone sort of, uh, you know, has to learn a new playbook. Yeah, so I've been talking to the guys and that was, you know, to go back to the reason that I chose the school is just uh, the way the guys are. Um, I had a lot of guys reach out to me when I committed. Um, but the wide receiver group especially is just a incredible group of really tight-knit guys who know what they're doing um, and we're really happy to just help and, you know, get me whatever I need to be on task and then also build a great relationship with Danny Clark, who's an incoming um, transfer quarterback. 
Um, and, and we started kind of going over the plays and trying to learn the playbook as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw uh, some of you guys were out throwing. I saw pictures on social media the other day. You guys were out throwing this weekend, which uh, looked like it was fun. It was awesome. Uh, it, it was really cool to be with those guys and get some good work in. Excellent. Well, um, I'm going to leave you with this. Assuming that there is football this fall, which, you know, you know, despite the ups and downs of COVID, I, I remain optimistic um, that there will be football in some way, shape or form. What are your goals for this season as a Commodore? Yeah, I've always been a guy who it's good to have, you know, written in stone type goals. Like, you know, I need this, this amount of catches or this amount of, you know, yards, et cetera. Um, but I've, I've always been almost against that in a way that the fact like when it comes to football and it comes to, you know, coming to this program, my main goal is just to help make this place and this program better than when I walked in. Um, whether that be, you know, just being a leader uh, on and off the field, uh, doing service in the community, um, because it's a lot bigger than just the football program and the school. It's, it's Nashville. Uh, and I'm just happy to be here and, you know, make an impact any way I can. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, listen, Mac, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate all the insights and uh, hope we can talk to you again soon. For sure. Thanks so much, Matthew. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for listening to the Believe in Vanderbilt Football podcast. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, anchor down. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.